exploring our podcast. Nothing is sweeter than SwiftCast. Hey guys, and welcome to this special edition of SwiftCast. This is Steph. And Ashley. And we're here with a special guest, John Mark. Hey, John Mark. Hey, how are you? Good, how are you? I'm very well. Well, you should be because you had the best night of your life last week, probably. I absolutely did. Um, I was joking with a friend earlier that when your Sunday started off in Taylor Swift's family room, there's only one place for your week to go, and it's definitely not up. So <laughs> it's been it's been a struggle the past few days. Yeah, so John Mark was lucky enough to go to the Nashville secret listening session and he wrote an excellent article on BuzzFeed about his experience, and that's how we found him. And we wanted to talk to him about the experience. And if you want to read his article, you can go on BuzzFeed. It's called 89 Thoughts Upon Being Invited to Taylor Swift's House. And it's really hilarious and even has illustrations that accompany <laughs> his article. First, if you could just tell us, when you became a Taylor fan, just kind of your experience as a Swifty. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I I guess the very first Taylor Swift song I heard was Teardrops on My Guitar back when I was in high school. And uh, I've actually, I'm about to graduate college in December, but um, I became, became a Taylor Swift fan when I was still in high school. And I actually, and I told Taylor this on Sunday night, I asked out my first girlfriend, um, my very first girlfriend, by poorly, very poorly, singing uh, Love Story. Um, and I just sang the chorus, and she said yes. And we were together for four days, because we were sophomores in high school. <laughs> it was, uh, that was kind of the start of my love story, if you will, with, uh, with Taylor. And just kind of literally grew up listening to her music. I mean, um, that's what kind of got me through adolescence. And have enjoyed listening to her and attending her shows, and I've seen her several times now. I still cannot even believe that I got to hang out with her on Sunday. That's crazy. Wow, yeah. I mean, that must have been an incredible experience. Can you tell us what it was like when you got the call and your reaction? Yeah, so I'm I'm sitting in a coffee shop with some friends. Tuesday night, the event was on a Sunday evening, and so this was like five days before I, I got this call from a number I didn't recognize, and I actually think it might have said blocked. And I usually just ignore stuff like that, but for whatever reason, I don't know. I don't know if you believe in God, but maybe that was that was it. I was just like, I got to answer this. And so I, I got up from the table, and I took the call. guy on the other end of the line was, was like, hi, my name is such and such, and I'm from Taylor Nation. Do you have a few minutes? And I was like, um, absolutely. <laughs> like, you know, I'm, I'm in the middle of having dinner with my friends, but... Um, you know, I can make time. So I step outside for a minute and he's just like, can I ask you a series of questions? And most of them were kind of just logistical, practical questions. Like, are you over 18? Do you have a valid form of ID? And then it kind of got a little interesting. And he was like, can you be in Nashville at any given time? And then, uh, and then kind of the kicker question was like, can you be in Nashville on Sunday at 4 PM? And still revealing like no details about what we were actually doing. I had no idea that I would actually get to meet Taylor, let alone like hear the new album. So he kind of, he's like, do you have a pen and paper? And so I jotted some stuff down on my hand and uh, <laughs> it was just uh, like a password. He gave me a password and then an address. 
to a parking lot, a random parking lot in Nashville, Tennessee. And then, I mean, the time and then also the instructions that I was not allowed to talk about the event on social media, post about it, tell anybody why. I mean, I could tell people I was going to Nashville, but I couldn't tell them why. And I was like, I don't even know why I'm going to Nashville. You told me to meet you in a random parking lot. Um, And so got all this information and um, then had to like compose myself before, you know, coming back in the coffee shop. I was like, I don't know what I'm getting myself into on Sunday, but um, I'm really excited. And I had kind of, I was hopeful that it would be something because I had read all the articles and seen everything online about what she had done in Los Angeles the week before. And uh, so I was kind of hopeful, but. I was like, man, like, that's probably just like a once in a lifetime thing. You know, that was a something that she just did once when she was in LA. I don't think that it's going to be a thing. So I really didn't know what it was going to be. It's one of those things that I don't think, you know, with Taylor, I mean, she had done something, I guess uh, I had seen online that that was how she did the shake it off music video. I mean, fans kind of got this invitation and right. um, same kind of, so you just, you don't know, you know, um, so moral of the story, always pick up your phone. <laughs> And she loves surprising people, so you really do never know what she's going to have up her sleeve next. And when Taylor says to meet her people in a random parking lot, you just go and hope you don't get kidnapped. Exactly, exactly. My, he was like, you can, I mean, you can obviously tell your parents, you know, about what's going on. And so I called my parents and I was like, hey, so I'm, I have to drive to Nashville on Sunday for this event. My parents were like, we know that you're 22 years old, but like, this is, this just, no, this is, you know, is this a hoax? Like, are you going to be kidnapped? Like, we're, we need to go with you. And um, so my parents uh, met me in Nashville and accompanied me on Sunday. Where did you have to drive from? Uh, from Virginia. I go to school in Virginia. Okay. So how bad of a drive was that? It wasn't too bad. I'm from Atlanta, so it's a really easy drive up from Atlanta. Oh. So it's like three and a half hours. Okay, good. But there were people at the event from... Texas. There was a girl from Michigan, um, several girls, I think from Michigan. Um, there's a girl from New York. I mean, people were from all over. It really wasn't just the Southeast. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's awesome because a lot of people are geographically in places that are kind of isolated, you know? So you get to this parking lot and then what happens? Yeah. So the whole day I'm just like freaking out. It's kind of surreal. I, I go to a coffee shop and I don't know if you've ever been to Nashville, but it's kind of a, it's kind of an interesting town. I have never, had never spent much time there, but went to this like local coffee shop and I was confused if I was actually like drinking a latte or sitting in on a free people or urban outfitters photo shoot, (laughs) all these, you know, little hipsters hanging out. So I was sitting in this local coffee shop and I actually, um, I had wrote her a note and on the off chance that I would get to see her. And so I'm like frantically like, you know, scribbling a, a letter in this booth because uh, I didn't want to get there too early. And they told us to be there between 4 and 4.30, but I got there at 3.30 um, because obviously you want to be early. You don't want to miss this opportunity. So um showed up pretty early to this. Um, it was in a nice part of Nashville, but it, I mean, it was still a random parking lot at this athletic field. <laughs> Uh, there's just this like little white tents set up in the parking lot and a few people milling around looking as equally confused as I was. <laughs> my my mom was like, well, maybe it is legit. Like there seemed to be people hanging out. I The the little bit in the BuzzFeed article was totally true. I saw this guy in a cat t-shirt and a cardigan <laughs> and Converse. And I was like, okay, like he kind of might be a Taylor Swift fan. And then like I saw several people that kind of had her style. And I was like, okay, I think I'm in the right place. <laughs> And then we got out, just kind of like started standing in a line and pretty much everybody brought their parents too, um, which was good. Yeah. Uh, I think that was probably a wise choice. 
So what did they use the tents for? Just to to sign people in sort of a thing? Or? Yeah, and they um so we're like standing in this line and they kind of talk to our parents about what we're what we're doing, but they're very vague about it. They're like this is absolutely legit. Your kids are going to have the best night of their lives. They're going to someone's house, and there's going to be a ton of food, and they're going to have a lot of fun. And that was pretty much all they said, never, ever using the word Taylor. Uh, having, you know, kind of settled the parents down, they get back in their cars and leave. And we uh, actually noticed out of the corner of my eye these, like, giant limo party bus things kind of rolling into the parking lot. That's when, like, the blood really starts going, and you're like, oh, my God, like, this is actually legit. Like, this is happening. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we're standing in line and, you know, making new friends and – like just talking about your experience, like how'd you get the call? Several people had gotten like direct messages on Twitter. I I'd gotten a phone call, but other people had been contacted. One girl was contacted on Tumblr. So just everybody was contacted kind of differently, but all around the same time, all around like Tuesday or Wednesday. And uh, so just making friends. And then they ask us one by one, like for the secret passcode, which they'd given us on the phone. Then uh, after they kind of checked our names off the list, we went and signed some paperwork, like a media release form. And a non-disclosure agreement, you know, saying we wouldn't, which we, like, you you could read the non-disclosure agreement, but again, you didn't, we still didn't know where we were going, what we were doing. We just knew we weren't allowed to to talk about particular aspects of what was about to happen. Right, Um, and and it's like you just sign. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, okay, like, this could be anything, really, you know, it's this big legal document, and later on in the night, they gave us clarity on what we could not couldn't talk about. Uh Um, But, anyway, so we sign our paperwork, and then we kind of go in the tent and they um, had a table set up where they took all of our, um, legitimately all of our personal belongings. I mean, the only thing I had on me was my ID and the note that I'd written Taylor. Like they took my wallet, they took my keys, they took my phone. So did you, did you have to ask if you could take the note with you? Did they try to take it? Did I just kind of put it in my pocket and didn't ask. Um, I figured I could maybe ask forgiveness later than to ask permission, <laughs> but I, uh, I turned, I turned everything else in. Like, I mean, you turned your phone in and then, um, and then you kind of got wanded like you would at like airport security. Mm-hmm. And, um, there was lots of, there was lots of security. Um, they were all really nice for the record, but, um, so we kind of got wanded and then we got on the party bus, super comfortable. Um, it's a really nice bus actually. So did it fit everybody? Um, there were actually three buses. There were two kind of bigger ones, and then there was one, like, short bus. So there were three all together. Um, and apparently 89 people had been invited. I'm not entirely sure if there were 89 people that were actually there. I hope so, because what's wrong with those people if they didn't come? <laughs> I know, exactly. Like, why? Oh, they are definitely regretting it now after seeing it online, I'm sure. Yeah. So were the buses kind of like how they have seats along the windows, sort of, mm-hmm. like that kind of party. Yeah, so there were two seats on the left side and two seats on the right side. And, um, I mean, it was it was like a party bus. I mean, like the – it was very – I mean, it was like a limo company that had rented them and so – That's cool. Them and, um, so re- I was like, man, I, I need a couch like this. I mean, this <laughs> leather is real comfortable. So anyway, so, I mean, we're making new friends and – Everybody, everybody is still just is like, is this real life? And I mean, we're sh- swapping Taylor stories and like when we had seen her in concert and what our favorite songs were. And it was, it was really neat to see. It was quite, it was quite an eclectic group of people, which I think kind of speaks to Taylor's universal appeal. I'm 22, and so there were, um, there were some kids, there were a handful of kids that were under 18, um, and their parents had to come. Mm-hmm. 
And so, you know, there were some younger teenagers and then there were a fair number. I would say most people were probably around my age, like 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, kind of late teens, early 20s. Um, but then there was um, there was actually a couple that had just gotten married the day before. I heard um, about them. And uh, yeah, they walked down the aisle to Love Story and they actually got engaged when Taylor, I think when Taylor sang Love Story the year before on the Red Tour. So, and Taylor remembered, like that was something, I mean, we'll fast forward to that part, but like that was something that she said when we were all sitting together in the family room where she was like, you guys got engaged at my show last year. And anyway, so so, I have a couple follow-up questions on that couple though. Did they have a honeymoon planned before they got the call? Do you know? I, I don't know, actually. I don't know if they like were going to leave Monday or if they canceled their honeymoon. I mean, I would cancel, um, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Also, do you know, did they meet through being Taylor fans or did they just happen to both like Taylor? I'm honestly not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure. It's still such a cool story. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, it's like we're on the bus. I was on the very first bus. I was one of the first people on the bus. Perks of being early. (laughs) Um, And so we were on the first bus and kind of got a little excited because we, we pulled away. But then we ended up sitting in the parking lot while they loaded the other two buses. And we still were not given any information. Like the security guy came on the bus and he was like, we're going to someone's house, someone's house being the operative word. (laughs) And uh, they've been generous enough to open it up to us. Um, We ask that you would treat it with the same respect that you would treat your own home. And uh, anyway, we'll be there soon. Still like, (laughs) you know, I mean, we're kind of starting to put the dots together, but at the same time, it's like, it's almost still too good to be true. Yeah. You know, I mean, most people, we all knew, too, that, like, Taylor had an apartment in Nashville, but we also knew that there were 89 people standing outside, and while it's probably a nice apartment, don't know how comfortably 89 people could fit in it. Right. Um, so there was some hesitation and confusion about, like, okay, like, are we, where are we actually going? Are we, I don't know, going to be in a music video? Are we going to, like, where where is this going? <laughs> You know, while all of that is still, like, too good to be true mentally. So, um, just kind of sat in confusion, and a couple people had to pee, and uh, we're we're just sitting in this parking lot, like, rearing to go. (laughs) So, did you have to wait for those people to go outside and go to the bathroom? No, they held it, and uh, we we just kind of waited for the other buses, and it really, the, the house really was not that far from the little parking lot we were at. So, about how long were you on the buses? Um, less than 10 minutes. Oh, okay. Taylor will take you in style, even though it's only 10 minutes away. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. We, you know, driving through a nice part of Nashville and this beautiful home. I mean, the, the gate kind of opened up and there's a policeman standing out front and he kind of waved the buses in. Um, and the bus driver actually like had to back in. (laughs) And so props to him. Wow. Yeah. Back in the big bus in through the gate. But um, so we kind of backed in, still like had no, I mean, I've obviously never been to Taylor Swift's house before. So um, I'm like, well, this is a really nice house and it's in Nashville, but still don't really know who lives here. And uh, then we kind of get off the bus and I mean, they're all, a lot of Taylor staff is kind of milling around and um, they're all super friendly, just incredibly nice, great down to earth people. Um, and I don't know, really like made conversation and introduced themselves and said, Hey, I'm Kathy. Hey, Teddy. I'm, Hey, I'm Kevin. Like, I mean, so they they really like introduced themselves 
made conversation and kind of went out of their way to make sure that we felt comfortable and at home. And um, even though we didn't know what home we were at yet. Um, <laughs> and so the the first stop, though, was after we got off the bus, uh, she had this like, it wasn't like a, a porta john but it was like, um, I, they called it a comfort station. And um, it was kind of like a, a trailer that had flush toilets in it. It's like a nice, like a nicer portable bathroom outside. That oh. makes sense. Yeah, I heard um, about those and wondered, because people called them like a coach sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was a, a ch- and there were like three stalls and I mean it was a it was a bathroom. Um, you know, and there were just three of them in the trailer and they smelled really nice and there were mints and all of the towels had little S's on them. So it was it was very homey. Were there sure. were they paper towels or like, is it like Yeah, they were they were like heavier paper towels. Oh. Kind of just embroidered with S's on them. Oh, this is after we were frisked again though. Um, so there was, so we get off the bus, we go through security again, and then we were allowed to go to the bathroom. And did you take any mints? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I took, <laughs> I took several. Good. And I, uh, I also may or may not have taken a paper towel and put it in my back pocket. That was also smart. <laughs> so now it's starting to sink in that, okay, I'm here. I think I'm at Taylor Swift's house. Uh, and you just start like internally freaking out like this is real life like I'm actually here this is where she lives this is this is just crazy you know you just kind of start to to put the dots together and it's so exciting to be around people that are just as passionate about her as you are Mm -hmm. and have been and because I mean to be honest I mean the majority of America probably would say they like Taylor Swift I mean she certainly sells albums and singles and all this stuff but there's there's definitely a level of fandom you know and uh so it was so cool to be around people that you just like get this part of your life um right and understand like and you can re- you really bond over that um so it was cool to to experience that like even though I didn't know anybody there Although that was kind of a cool thing, too, was Taylor Nation invited a couple of best friend couples, and they didn't know until they actually got there that the other one was coming, because they weren't allowed to talk about it. Wow. So there was a lot of screaming. I forgot to say that. There was a lot of screaming back in the parking lot um, when uh, you know they saw their, their, their best friend get out of the car. And so that was, that was really neat, too. Like, so detail-oriented. Uh-huh. Um, like, Taylor's whole team just runs like a well-oiled machine and um so it was very very much all the details like that were just were just really special and I know that that's part of what made the event special for some of the other fans was that they got to experience that with you know their best friend who was also a huge Swifty yeah so I guess they fed you some food before you went inside yes um (laughs) yes they did (laughs) And so we kind of like walk around um, and are hanging out by the pool. She has a killer playlist of like Ed Sheeran and Augustana and um, the 1975 and just some really eclectic uh, music taste, but really solid. Good job, Taylor. (laughs) And so we're kind of like milling around by the pool and um, there is so much food. And it was really then that I decided that like Taylor Swift and I could be could be besties because she had hummus and she had sushi and she had um, sweet potato chips and chicken nuggets and like I don't know just tons of food and um, smart water and um, a diet coke and those you know classy aluminum silver bottles um, 
because naturally... I've heard several people comment specifically on the chicken nuggets for some reason. Because of the Tumblr joke? I actually, I haven't seen the Tumblr joke, but I have seen several people talk about them. And they are, I don't, I, I think there should be a petition, like an online petition for Taylor's people to tell us where they got them. Um, because they, re- they really were fantastic. Um, and I don't, I don't, I don't know where they came from, but they were, they were really good. I I thought it was Taylor making fun of another Tumblr joke because there was something, I don't have the exact post in front of me, but it was something about like One Direction gives their fans chicken nuggets and Swifties on Tumblr just kind of ran with this and started changing all the lyrics in Taylor's songs to, to like chicken nuggets. So I don't know if, considering that she found Becky, maybe she also found that and decided to serve chicken nuggets. But so did you eat like a little bit of every food offering there. I was like, and, and so is everybody else. Like you're hungry because I mean, at this point after security and after the paperwork and after them taking your phones, I mean, I mean, I had eaten lunch and then around 1231 hung out at the coffee shop, had coffee, wrote the note, got to the parking lot at three 30. I mean, we didn't get to, to the house until probably almost five o'clock. So, I mean, it's, it's closing in on dinner time. You're also realizing that, you know, you're about to potentially meet your idol um, and this global icon. And so you like want to eat, but you're also like nervous and excited. And so everybody was kind of like tensely hungry. Like the food was really good and you were hungry, but you also like your hands were shaking. And so you weren't sure if it was a good idea to try and eat food um, because you didn't want to drop it. And it didn't help that like, I mean, her publicist tree was standing right there and like, you know, a bunch of her people that maybe have seen on tours and stuff. And like, so there's just like people milling about and, you know, you're looking in the, the windows and um, there's like a tour poster hanging up on the wall and just kind of like the dots are, are being connected and um, you're just like internally screaming and, but also trying to eat and it's just not working. What did the tour poster look like that you saw? Uh, it was the Fearless tour poster and it was just kind of hanging in the... Um, like little pool house. Oh, cool. So was the food in the pool house? No, like we were we were outside and just kind of eating by the pool. And no one tried to jump in the pool, right? Cuz that would be bad. No. No. <laughs> and I heard about these mats that were around the pool, like this I guess they said 1989 on them. Yeah, and that was funny. I was sitting down and um I was sitting with the girl that I had met on the bus and just talking and um, eating sushi or something. And then I looked down and I just like elbowed her and I was like, oh my gosh. And she's, she's like, what? I was like, look down. And the, the mats were, you know, had TS in 1989. I was like, I think we're here. Like that was kind of the confirmation. I mean, like you had the S in the bathroom and then, you know, you're kind of like walking around and you're like, okay, like this might actually be where like, might actually be her home. And then you like look down and, like, oh my gosh, like, this is real life. Um, this is actually happening. So, so were Scott and Andrea outside, or was Tree, like, really the only one you kind of knew? Um, yeah, I know Tree was the only one that I recognized that was kind of standing outside. But some of her, some of her other staff were um, milling about. And like I said earlier, we're all just super friendly and very conversational and wanted to make sure that we were having a great time. And uh, encouraged us to keep eating all of the food because um, there was so much. None of us knew what was going to happen next, um, which was which was really exciting. 
So what happened next? Yeah, so what happens next is I had kind of I had kind of camped out under the she kinda of, there's like this like they told us like not to talk too much about the house. So I'm like trying not to, but but we're like kind of sitting kind of by, at the end of the pool in these chairs and there's another crowd of people at the other end of the pool closer to the actual like entrance into the house. I got caught up in conversation with somebody that works for Taylor. Then I look up and I see that people are going inside. And I'm kind of freaking out because I don't <laughs> obviously don't want to miss out. So um, I think I stuffed the last little bit of sushi in my mouth and uh, ran over to, to kind of get in the, the mob to go inside. And that was when the dots really started to connect. It's the Swift's home. I mean, so there's I mean, there's pictures of them on the wall and it's it's home. And we realized that we were suddenly in this very intimate space. I, I remember talking to my mom about it afterward and. She's like, I'm not a global A-list celebrity that's won all of these Grammy Awards, and I'm uncomfortable when, like, you know, 10 people that I don't know come in my house. Right. Um, like, that's such a, if you really think about it, I mean, it's a very intimate space. And so, anyway, so I definitely do want to, like, respect respect her and also respect just their wishes and not talk too much about the home. Um, but I will say it's, like, it's very modest and very tailored. It's not this big ostentatious some kardashian home up in the hills or something you know that you might think of a a list celebrity to have um it's very i mean it's beautiful and it's well appointed but it's not gaudy by any stretch of the imagination and it's it's everything that you think that it would be um is what i'll say for sure that's awesome so were you in like the living room area yes we yeah we we walked in like the the game room kind of hangout room they had a pool table and stuff and um scott later in the night um told one of the fans he was like you guys should have played pool tonight just making a joke but he was also very serious he was like why didn't you guys use the pool table (laughs) Um, so did anyone start using it then taylor's dad (laughs) so we walked around and we were in the we were in the family room now, you know, the grand piano and just all these pillows on the floor. Then, yeah, we, we just kind of, they kind of told us to take a seat. Yeah, we, you like look up and you sit down on the floor and you kind of look up and you're looking at the fireplace and right on the fireplace, you know, I was like, oh, that's kind of a cool statue. And then I realized, I was like, oh, that, that's a Grammy award. <laughs> um, and the one next to it is a billboard award. And the one next to it is this. And like, like, oh, like, <laughs> That's a lot of awards. But what was kind of cool was, I mean, it's, like I said, I mean, it's their home. So it's intermixed with, like, pictures of the rest of the family. And it's their space. And it, I don't know. That's awesome. It's really special. Did you get a pillow close to where Taylor was going to sit? Yeah, I was seated, like, um, because we kind of came in through the game room and down just, like, a couple of steps um, into this kind of family room. And I was actually worried that because I was one of the last people in the room that I was going to end up being all the way in the back, but I ended up, they filled the room back to front. So it was actually like right toward the front and seated right, right by the little steps where she came down just a couple minutes later. So tell us what it was like when she walks in the room. So before, before she walked in, they, (laughs) they started passing around like boxes of tissues. Um, (laughs) and, uh, we're kind of like, okay, like, I mean, me, I mean, I'm 22, I'm a man, you know, and I'm like, I don't know if I want a tissue, I don't know if I'm going to need one, but like, nothing can really like adequately prepare you, nothing 
could have adequately prepared me for what was about to happen. Like, I mean, you, she comes down the steps and several people were crying and, um, just like, I, it was, it was such a surreal moment for me. And I know that it was a real moment for everybody. Um, that's really the only word to use. I mean, you see somebody that you've, you've listened to on the radio in your car, like you like, belted with the windows down and the sunroof open on, you know, the best day of your life. And it was somebody that you, you know, plugged your headphones in and cried to, you know, after your girlfriend breaks up with you. And like, so, you know, she's, she's somebody that has impacted everyone's live lives in the room. And Mm -hmm. she's suddenly like sitting right in front of you in this beautiful black romper and sky high stilettos and bright red lipstick and um, just is, is radiant and is just glowing. And I don't know, just, it's hard to describe the moment. Like I'm kind of like trying to come up with words. No, you're doing Um, a great job. I mean, I feel like I need a tissue myself just because I mean, I I can picture this happening. And even when Taylor appears on stage on tour, people feel that feel overcome with emotion just when she appears on stage. So to have her appear in a house like that, in that intimate setting, you know, I'm sh- I'm sure lots of people needed tissues. And I mean, to be honest, like I'm really, I'm excited and I'm grateful for the opportunity to get to share about this experience. But there's like a part of me that's like, this is so, this is so intimate. This is so personal. And um, cause that's what, that's the feel that she wanted it to be. And, um, I, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that I get the opportunity to share it because I, I want and hope people see this side of Taylor because this is who she really is. This is not the garbage that you read about her on TMZ or exactly. on the cover of a tabloid. And so that's why I want to share about the experience. Um, intimate is the best word to use, um, for sure about the whole night. So did she open with her typical, hi guys, I'm Taylor? Or what did she say? She's just like, hey, guys. Then she she kind of just started, like, calling people out. Um, and she was like, she like was like, hey, I think, I think the girl's name was Lindsay. She was like, hey, Lindsay, like, you drove all the way from New York, didn't you? And uh, she's like, yeah. And um, then Taylor says, isn't, it, isn't today your birthday? Oh, my and, gosh. Uh, she's like, yes. And so, like, she knew, she just knew random people's names. And, like, so she'd make eye contact with somebody and she'd be like, hey, you're this person and you came from here. And she knew every every person in the room and she didn't just know their name. She knew their background and she knew a lot of their stories. And part of why she said that night was so special and why the night in LA and, and just these events were so special to her is because it's her doing the inviting. She's like, it's not like, it's not like a meet and greet where I don't necessarily know who I'm meeting. She's like, I got to pick you guys. That's, that's really special. So, so then, you know, we're sitting there and she has, uh, she has a moment of, we had, she has a moment of silence for Becky, um, (laughs) which was kind of how she started the night. We just, we all like could not contain our laughter. Like it was quiet for like 10 seconds and then we all just started rolling on the floor. (laughs) She just made a joke about it and it was so funny. And she just kind of introduced like a little bit about the house and about what we were going to do that night. And the piano that was in the room was where she came up with the chorus to I Knew You Were Trouble. And so that was pretty special um, to be sitting right by it. So then <laughs> she's like, if it's okay with you guys, um, you know, I thought I would play the new album. And 
We're like, no, we just kind of came for the sushi. <laughs> um, uh, but it, uh, oh my gosh. Like when, when she played the first track, my eyes just like filled with tears. Like the album, the album is so good. I, I can't, I can't tell you about it, but it's so good. It's her best album yet. And it honestly might be one of the best, the best album I've heard. And maybe that has a little to do with the fact that the first time I heard it, I was seated you know, a couple feet from the artist that wrote it and performed it. But um, it's it's going to be her biggest and best album ever. And she shared and she shared in Rolling Stone that, um, you know, it's the album that she's most proud of. Um, and it's the album that she feels the best about. And that absolutely comes through. Um, I mean, obviously, you, you know, we're all fans of her music. But the, the earlier albums really were just practice for this one, you guys. <laughs> it's it's that good. Um, it is that good. You guys are killing us. We're dying to hear. Uh, I I was talking to somebody else because we've all like stayed in touch after the night. I mean, like you have this kind of earth shattering experience and you kind of bond over it. So I was talking to another guy that was there that night and I was like, I can't decide if it's a good thing or a bad thing that we got to hear the album a month early because... Now, like, I have songs stuck in my head that I cannot listen to for another, like, you know, 24 days, and I'm freaking out, so. Right, it's got to be tough for you guys, too. I keep hearing rumors that she's going to drop a second single, but I'm, like, eagerly waiting, you know, I hope that, I hope that that happens. Keep, like, checking Twitter. I expected them earlier this week, but I was wondering maybe if, because she's doing this session, she's just going to hold off. And I think what's so cool, too, is just talking about, like, the integrity of the fans. Like, now, like, almost 200 people have heard the entire album, all of the songs, all the lyrics and everything. And, I mean, I think there were there were a couple little things going around the internet. But for the most part, like, nothing has leaked. I think that that just says so much about the integrity of the the fans that Taylor's a person. She's not just an artist. And she's so human like that's the best way to describe it I think and so like once once you've been in that intimate experience and you've seen that okay like she may be this beautiful celebrity and yes she has you know houses all over the country and you know has dated other A-list celebrities and you know has more Grammys than I could ever hope to win in my entire <laughs> lifetime at 22 or 24 yet you feel like she gets you and she understands and so I think that I don't know. You really do, you really do feel like you're friends with her, um, and you have this connection, and so that's why I, I don't know. I think you see, you don't see fans that want to leak it um, or want to want to talk about it because Taylor said we shouldn't, and Taylor's our friend, so you know we're gonna respect that. Yeah, you don't want to break that trust, and we understand too why you. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. I think that's great. So I think you wrote something about how she couldn't work her iPhone. Yeah. It was funny because she was trying to play the album. And if you have an iPhone, you know that when you kind of flip it, when you're in the music app and you flip the phone sideways, all the albums kind of pop up, you know, when you flip it sideways. And uh, so she did that. And she's like, what do I do when this happens? Like, do you know, do I, do I need to shake it back or, or how does this work? And and then she asked us, she asked us to help her, figure out how to get her battery percentage up in the top right hand corner you know you can go into your settings and change so the battery 
So it says like 96% or something. And so she asked us, she's like, I need you guys to help me with technology because it just confuses me. That's so cute. So like, like stuff like that. That's just like adorably, like kind of dorky. Um, but it makes her that much more endearing to you. So did she take a break in the middle? Yeah. So, um, which was good because after the like kind of emotional roller coaster of listening to the first half of the album, we're like, okay, like need to take a breather. And uh, so she kind of got up and she went and got, so we were allowed to like go to the bathroom and get up and stretch her legs and go outside. Um, it got really warm <laughs> because we're all in this family room. And then um, her parents came in and sat in the back along with, you know, all the staff and stuff. So we were, we were quite cozy for sure. Not that anyone minded, of course, um, but it was good to step outside for a minute. And um, she went and got Olivia and brought Olivia down. I ca- Olivia is the cutest animal I have ever seen <laughs> in my life, hands down. Like, you see pictures of her and you're like, can that be real? Because I've never seen a cat that adorable. And then you see her in real life and it's just like, oh, okay. Like, she actually is this adorable in real life. Um, and she's like, so soft and just anyway the cutest the cutest cat I've ever seen anyway so Taylor brings her down and she's kind of going around the room like Taylor herself is passing out food like desserts that she has made um (laughs) and is you know navigating all of these people this crowded room in stilettos there's pillows on the ground and she's just roaming around like a champ wow Um, you know doesn't trip once or fall or anything you know is holding these cookies above her head she's you know, walking on pillows and stilettos. And she actually put on Instagram and Twitter some photos of those cookies, right? Weren't they? Yes. Like mint chocolate, sh- chocolate maybe? Yeah, she had like dark mint chocolate chip and um, chai sugar with cinnamon eggnog icing. And then she also had um, these uh, Rice crispy treats that she had made, like homemade, and then um, like dunked in chocolate. Wow. Um, they were so good. So what did, um, did you get all three? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Okay, um, good. Yeah, yeah. It's like, uh, I can I can go to the gym later this week, but I'm in Taylor's house now, so I'm just... So just which gonna, one was your favorite? Um, the, the dark, the, the mint chocolate, for sure. I'm a mint chocolate guy, so... Okay. Those, did those you take any guys. with you? No, no, I wish, but they were gone. Um, they were gone pretty quick. The Rice Krispie treats were really, really good too. Yeah, I've heard those were really good. I mean, no one, very few people can say they have eaten cookies that Taylor made, so that's pretty awesome. She's a phenomenal cook. I think that says a lot. I mean, you're an you're a A list celebrity that could have their own personal chef if they wanted, or you know, eat out every day. But you know, she. She likes to cook and she loves baking and um, she's phenomenal at it. So I did not hate it. It still amazes me just how many different things she can be good at. Like how like most people have <laughs> yeah. one talent if they're lucky. Yeah, I mean, even painting, cooking, baking, everything. So did you actually get to hold Olivia? Was she or was she just like kind of walking around? I didn't get to hold her. I got to I got to pet her. But for most of the second half of the album, one of the other girls that was there just held her the whole time, and she kind of just fell asleep. Aww. Yeah, which was which was super cute. I was gonna say she's Olivia's heard the album so many times that she doesn't even have to stay up for it. And it was cool. The um, several of the staff was singing along, 
and you could tell that they had heard it a few times too and they were still still just jamming out to it that is awesome i think your quote in buzzfeed just is really what it was for me the best part of the article and made me really even that much more excited for the album but you said 1989 is nothing less than solid gold perfection riding a pegacorn over a rainbow that's pretty descriptive yeah that's that's literally the only way to describe it because on the back of taylor's iphone are pegacorns did she (laughs) did she have cat stickers i thought she used to have cat stickers on the back she might have but like the ones that i noticed were pegacorns and that was the one that she made the conversation about because one of the one of the guys in the audience shouted out he was like are those pegacorn stickers and she's like if you have to ask if it's a pegacorn it's a pegacorn so we we just laughed about that I'm going to hold you to that description. I'm sure it's the album will exceed that description. Yeah, but it's it's a good start. It's a good start. I thought I heard that you guys did like a shake it off dance party. And I think Scott was a little concerned, maybe. <laughs> yeah. So at the end, at the end, you know, we're all kind of like the last song on the album is great. And it ends and we're just kind of like breathe for, you know, kind of let out a a breath for a second and we're just like okay like that just happened um we just listened to the entire unreleased album and there was also i think kind of like a little bit of a sense of just dis- not disappointment for the album but like disappointment because the night was kind of coming to an end right um and uh, it's like reality of like okay like we're getting ready to kind of maybe leave soon because again we there was no like schedule of events there was no you know little itinerary given out so we didn't know and at any moment what was going to happen next so then Shake It Off comes on and um, Taylor just jumps up and we have a we have a dance party in her living room to shake it off. That was probably the most entire surreal moment of the whole night because it's like you're 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 there and you've seen the music video, you've seen her perform it in Vegas at iHeartRadio, you know. I'm standing in her living room dancing to it and screaming the lyrics while she's screaming the lyrics and just like how, like we're and we're all like dancing and I can't even really put it into words but it was the, <laughs> trying to identify the best part of the night is really hard that was one of the best parts of the night was dancing to Taylor Swift's Shake It Off with her that's awesome so what did Scott or Andrea say anything about the floor because I oh, kept reading yeah. all this stuff about it so the floor the floor is actually shaking like you can feel like I mean we're we're jumping we're screaming like at least 89 people in the room. <laughs> um, so it was kind of funny. Like Scott was really nice, but he was like kind of concerned. He was like, okay, like time to move the party outside. <laughs> and so like, you know, at the end of the song, we all kind of end up going and mingling back by the pool. And there was more food out by the pool still. So you just like kept eating the whole night, which is reason number 947 that I love Taylor because I also love to eat. Was it the same food as from earlier? Yeah, they put out, like, fresh drinks, and I think they might have put out some... None of us were hungry at that point. I mean, we had just had, like, these Rice Krispie treats and all this stuff. Right. Um, but there were there were, there were a handful of people that were still picking at it. And so, one thing I forgot to ask about the album, you, you did get to hear at least one of the voice memos, right? Yes, we did. She did say that those will be on the Target special edition. That's one of the perks of, I guess, buying it at Target is because she always does the Target edition of her CDs. And the perks of that is there will be several like raw voice memos, um, which is just like 
the, the memos that she recorded and then would send to the producer uh, before she did the tracks. And so we did get to hear one of those, which was really neat. And that was probably one of the coolest parts of the whole night was getting to hear from her mouth and not like speculation, like what what she was feeling when she wrote the songs. And although it definitely needs to be noted that she didn't she didn't specifically address who the songs were about at all by name at any point over the course of the night. So any <laughs> anything that says otherwise is wrong. Um, okay. And, um, Good to know because she, she didn't. She did not specify any names about ex-boyfriends or any anywhere or anyone. Um, she, I mean, she she talked about who she collaborated with in the song, but not who the lyrics were directly about. Okay, so did all the individual meet and greets happen outside? No, so we kind of went outside, and then um, Taylor. I don't in the chaos. I don't actually know if Taylor came outside by the pool, but I do know that we all went back inside and. We had been given wristbands and our hands were stamped before we got on the bus back in the parking lot. And on all of our wristbands were um, numbers. I think it was one through five or one through six, maybe. And so we went in um, by groups. And so we just kind of mingled by the pool. And then her parents were out there talking to us. And then one by one, we were sent in to talk to her and, like, you know, meet her and get our Polaroid and. So it was, it was really special. Um, when I first came in, I was like, this is so strange to actually be meeting you because I've, I mean, I've been a, a fan for years and I've seen you in concert and on tour and I've watched you on TV and, you know, obviously follow you on social media. And she's like, it's weird to be meeting you guys too, because I've been stalking you on social media for months. So she's like, we're feeling the same thing. I was like, ah, are we though? But, you know, like, um... Uh, but it was it was so special and she looks you in the eye and she doesn't look past you she looks at you i've met other musicians and other celebrities and different things and that's very rare i mean it's it's rare not in celebrity culture either i mean you know you meet somebody on a train or on a bus or at school and half the time they look past you but she she makes eye contact and she engages with you and she's fully present and i think in our culture at least i know you know, at my school, that's, that's very rare to be present. I mean, we're always on our phones or we're listening to music or we're thinking about the future or we're caught up in our past. And I don't know, in that moment, like Taylor was so present and she was present with me and she was present with the people that came after me. I don't know. That was, that was what made the the night so special, I think, was just being fully present. And that was also the other thing we all talked about on the bus was because none of us had our phones the whole time, obviously, primarily because they didn't want us to record and leak the album. But Every single one of us was so grateful that they had taken our phones because it like preserved this the the uniqueness and the specialness of the night. Right. Um, because we weren't we weren't caught up trying to like and I guess it's I don't know if this is a cliche or not, but I mean, I've heard it said that you know, I mean, the best moments in life aren't the ones that you put on Instagram, and that's so true. Like we if if we would have had our phones, I mean, we would have been live tweeting it or you know snapchatting it or trying to take pictures of of every little thing in the house and right it was it was really freeing not to be tied to that so I know I just kind of like rambled a lot about about it all but those are just some of the things that I was feeling in the moment that's awesome did she know who you were or did yeah she said she said hey John Mark I'm Taylor (laughs) I was like wow I I know this um I 
am, am well aware of who you are. So do you um, know how she picked you? Not specifically. Like, she, I think, I honestly don't know. Um, she just said that she had been following my social media, which was, I don't know, kind of, I don't have a fan account. And that was kind of the case with a lot of the people. Um, she had mentioned earlier in, like, the broad, kind of broad session that, she had picked us not just not just because that was all we kind of talked about on social media was her, but but because she either like thought we were funny or she believed in our story or there was just like there was a lot of different reasons that she picked each of us, but that each one was was special. That is so cool. And yeah, so I just thought it was really cool because I am by no means like a social media celebrity. You know, I, I don't I don't have a Taylor Swift fan account. I mean, of course we'll we'll talk about her, but um, not not like a daily thing or multiple times a day or anything. Mm-hmm. And um, so if I were to speculate, um, so I like had, I tweeted about the iHeartRadio Music Festival and I tweeted a couple of like gifs or um, like <laughs> just like funny memes about just how great her performance was and stuff like that, that I don't know, maybe, maybe those, those caught her eye and I don't know, she, I don't know, thought my, tweets were funny or something but either way yeah yeah it it worked somehow so i can barely remember when i meet five people what their names are and the fact that she probably knew everybody's name all 89 of you is just so impressive to me yeah and just like some of the things that she said to other people too like there was one girl that i talked to a lot that night and um, when she met Taylor, Taylor was like, you're so beautiful. And I've always thought that. And like, wow. just like little things like that. The girl's like, always, like, how long have you been following me? You know, like just like little things like that just made, made the night so special. Well, your photo with Taylor turned out really awesome. Which Grammy are you, are you holding? Uh, the one for White Horse. Oh, awesome. So, um, and, uh, <laughs> she's so and that's what's so that's just what's so funny and it just kind of speaks to her humanity she's like here do you want to hold the grammy and like just like very not like not like she didn't appreciate it but like very like nonchalantly as if she realized that there's so much so many more important things in life than you know a golden record player so you know held the grammy and took pictures took a picture with her and i'm going to new york city next week and i asked her because i mean she lives there now you know like what her favorite restaurants are to eat at and she told me which one I needed to try. And Ooh, so which go. ones did she tell you? It's one called Bubby's. Oh, is that the homemade pie place? I think so. Yeah, I was. I've been doing some research into it. In in the British Vogue article, I think she mentioned that same place. Yeah, and so um, so she's like, it's my it's my favorite. So she's like, you have to go there next week. So anyway, so I'm absolutely um, don't know much about it, but I'm going to Bubby's next week when I'm in New York. I'm going to have pie and ice cream for Taylor Swift. Yes. Oh, one other question about your photo. Did, did she come up with the idea for the pose or did you, like, how did that work? No, I, um, I was just like, I'm just going to, we'll just see what happens. Like I'm holding your Grammy. Like we're just going to make a face and, for, we didn't talk about it beforehand, and so it was just kind of funny that when I saw it turned out that way, I was like, "It's so cute!" Oh wow, this is awesome because we like made the same face. Yeah, it's really cute. It looks like you guys did talk about it beforehand. Yeah, yeah, it just kind of happened that way. But what was what was funny was like these were like old school Polaroids, like like the cameras were actually from the 1980s. These were not the you know the Polaroid cameras that were 
revamped recently or something. You know, these were the old school ones. And so they use the old school film, which takes like half an hour to develop. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, you know, you get your Polaroid and... Oh, I also gave her my note, too, which she took and said she would read. Oh, good. Um, which was kind of cool. Anyway, so, um, and there were a couple there were a couple other people that brought her notes, too. So you got, you got your Polaroid, and then you walked out, and you got your tote bag. But anyway, so you're, you're, you know, you're desperately waiting for this Polaroid to develop, and it's dark outside, and Polaroids need light to develop. It must you know, be torture. So just like, it was torture the entire <laughs> time. And they, they didn't tell us right at the... Uh, when we got the Polaroid, they told us when we got our bag later that we weren't supposed to shake them because um, when you shake them, it like causes the lines to bleed. And um, so the girl next to me was like, oh, my gosh, like I've sh- I shook mine. Like, you know, I hope it still comes out. And it came out fine. But um, there's just like so much anxiety, you know, like because you you have one photo of the entire night and it's a Polaroid, you know, so just kind of you obviously don't want that to to be messed up. Right. Or imagine losing it or something. That would be horrifying. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So it sounds to me like you're the best night ever. It, it, it really was. And it's, I'm not, it's, it's just so funny. Like I'm not a, I'm not huge into celebrity culture. Like I don't, I don't necessarily, I don't read people. I don't watch reality TV. Like I'm not like this celebrity obsessed person. And in a lot of ways, it feels kind of strange to say that the best night of my life was, you know, spent with uh, an A-list celebrity. But then you find out that the A-list celebrity is Taylor Swift. And it just, I don't know, it makes sense. Um, like, it it was so, it was so special. And it felt so personal. It really was indescribable. Well, that's awesome. And for everybody who hasn't checked out the BuzzFeed article, do it. It's hilarious. And you can see John Mark's photo. His is on the top right line, like the very top line on the right side. And he's holding the Grammy, and it's really cute. And John Mark, what's your Twitter in case anyone wants to follow you? Yeah, my Twitter is at JMC289. Yeah, so go check his Twitter out. Go check this BuzzFeed article. It's great. And uh, did we miss anything? Anything else you want people to know? Seriously, I it was not it was not an exaggeration when I said 1989 is nothing less than solid gold perfection riding a peg of corn over a rainbow. You guys are not going to be disappointed, and I guarantee you October 27th is going to be the best day of 2014. I have absolutely no doubt about that. Thank you guys so much for letting me be a part of tonight. Thank you. We love being able to experience this vicariously through fans, so... And we know our listeners love it, too. So thanks so much for coming on. Of course. Thanks for having me. All right. We'll talk to you later, guys. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of SwiftCast. Visit us on the web at theswiftcast.com. The theme song for SwiftCast was written and performed by Sydney and Chuck. SwiftCast is not directly affiliated with Taylor Swift, Big Machine Label Group, or 13 Management.